Welcome to Nye's Notes. I'm Jerry Nye, the Bible Guy, looking forward to sharing the good news from God's Word. Today we're doing our last segment of this Enemies of the Church series. This is number six, Enemies of the Church. This one is on distraction and diversion. Why is this an enemy? When we get distracted and diverted, we fail to accomplish God's goals set for us that he set for us. We don't know or understand what we should be doing. Christians get caught up in everything else. We get distracted, away from fulfilling God's will in our lives. Hopefully, you come to all services, but what do you do at home? Do you read at home? Do you study at home? Do you worship at home? Churches have members that are shallow in understanding the scriptures and lack of purpose in their life. What am I doing with my life? I remember some time back, I saw a Hallmark movie, and there was a question asked in that movie, and I like it. I've used it. The question was, am I happy with my life? They're the ones who are not happy. Ephesians 4.14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by sleight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. False doctrine. Oh, false doctrine slipping. We get distracted. We get diverted from God's will, from our purpose, and anything can slip in. The local church is to equip believers and to avoid this drifting and instability and distraction. There's several misconceptions of what the local church is supposed to be doing. Some believe the church is to meet the needs of those in the community. They survey the area and pattern their church to meet those needs. Some believe the only purpose of the church is just to save souls. All sermons are to be evangelistic sermons, not the whole counsel of God. Some believe the church should be a rallying point for social and political reform. Boycotts, picketing, challenging voters, just a political or social existence. Some believe the church is here to annihilate poverty, to have giveaway programs and act as an appointment agency. That's not so. What are we to do? What is our purpose? Our purpose is to win people to Christ, to baptize them, to make disciples, to teach them to observe all things whatsoever he has taught them. I'm reading Matthew 28, verse 19 and verse 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. That first word, teach, in Matthew 28, 19, is talking about evangelism. The word teaching in verse 20 is talking about teaching the word of God. The early church knew their purpose and was faithful to the calling. Oh, but times changed, and this enemy of distraction has gained ground. Churches have lost sight of what their mission is. Some of them have turned into entertainment centers. You don't need preaching. We'll just entertain. Put money in the offering. We'll entertain you for an hour and a half. People are missing what they need. But we're to keep going, doing the same thing, to bring glory to God. Make disciples. This means to get people saved. This means to baptize them, to teach them, to train them. I want you to look at the examples of the early church. I'm reading Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. 
And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Hey, their purpose was to feed the flock, to preach the whole counsel of God, all word of God. The exposition of God's word was their priority. To expound means a detailed explanation of Scripture. To exhort means to urge them, to admonish, to goad them. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through verse 16. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Now, let me stop right here. There are no more apostles, regardless of what some of these guys are saying on television. There are no more prophets. But we do have evangelists. We do have pastors and teachers. Now, why did God give these to the church? Number 12 answers the question. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. That's a mature man. No one's sinlessly perfect. That's not what that word means. Unto the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, or the slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted, that they that which by every point is supplieth, according to the effectual working, and the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. God gifted the church with leaders for equipping believers for the work of the ministry. The local church to be a training ground for Christians. Believers are taught God's word so they can teach others. Here's a great verse, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Here's another great verse, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1. The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you. Let me repeat that verse too. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not by filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples and samples to the flock. Feed the flock of God. Boy, some are just in it for the money. Some are just in it for praise and pride. Feed the flock of God. Peter charged him. Feed the flock. Faithful teaching and preaching of Scripture, the whole counsel. Be an example. Guide by exemplary living and exemplary leadership. Pastors are to protect the flock from the wolves. In Acts chapter 20, verse 29 for I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Mm. Make the church aware of the enemy by exposing the error. You can't preach the truth without exposing error. The purpose of the church is to glorify God, and this is accomplished through the ministry of the word. As believers are equipped to do the work of the ministry, to make disciples through evangelism, through training, mm. don't be distracted. Repetition. We need to understand what God has called us to do, to realize the purpose of the church is to glorify God. 
The church is comprised of individuals, so individually we're to do this. Each one has a ministry. That doesn't mean you're called to be a preacher, but you have a ministry. Ephesians 3.21, Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. God has called us to train believers through teaching and preaching. One of my favorite verses, 2 Timothy 4.2, Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Hey, preach when they like it. Preach when they don't like it. Preach when they say amen. Preach when they say oh me. But preach the word of God. Realize the Great Commission is a charge to make disciples, not just to get people saved. God has a two-part plan. It's always been the same. Two parts are birth and growth. Birth, spiritual birth, the new birth, being born again, then growth as a Christian. Some are being birthed, but they're not growing because the church is not training them. Evangelism is an important part of God's Great Commission, but it's only one part. The word teach in verse 19 is evangelism. The teaching in verse 20 is talking about training. God saves them, and we train them, all within the ministry of the local church. But when Satan wants to be distracted, he wants to divert us from this mission, from this goal. And that's our enemy's philosophy, always has been. I don't believe God has big churches and little churches. I've said that before. I don't believe he sees big churches and little churches. He sees God, he sees his, his church in his will or not in his will. Hmm? Hey, there's a heavenly magnet and an earthly pull. Six enemies of the church to pull us off track to miss the will of God by distraction and diversion. Here they are. The first one was false doctrine, teaching that conflicts the word of God, emotionalism, subjective decision by what we feel, not objective decision by fact, pragmatism, doing what seems to work the best regardless of scripture. Number four was worldliness, living a world system, loving a world system opposed to God. Number five was apathy, spiritual coldness, and today distraction, missing God's goals for our life. This is Jerry Nye, the Bible Guy. If you've enjoyed this sequence, these series that I'm in, uh, push that subscribe button and share it with others. Keep looking up. He's coming back.